0: Hi, and welcome to a podcast from Hope Springs Church Coventry. For more, please find us on Facebook at Hope Springs Church or on Twitter, we're at Hope Springs Cob. Thank you and enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our podcast. Um, today we're continuing our series catchphrase christianity and the title of today's message is how jesus says black lives matter now in this series we've been looking at how god looks like jesus and how he is the perfect and the best way to understand what god is like who he is Um, we do a lot of kind of background work on that and why we can be confident in looking at jesus and realizing that he is the one who reveals what god is like in our previous episodes so do make sure you check those out However, for today, uh, we're going to dive right in and look at how Jesus says Black Lives Matter. Now, the premise of our series, as we talked about, is the fact that God is like Jesus. He looks like Jesus. His attitudes and behaviours are like Jesus's, um, And we can see how God, therefore, interacts with people and, and he responds to certain moments as we look at the life of Jesus. Therefore, we felt it was necessary um, to look at how Jesus might behave in relation to the current focus around Black Lives Matter. To kind of consider how does jesus behave towards black people would you just bring the retort that all lives matter to the statement black lives matter would you just protest how would jesus responded to the opposing views of people against the black lives matter movement in essence what would jesus do in this situation we're in right now Now, before we begin, I want to mention a few things. Um, Firstly, that when I'm talking about Black Lives Matter, it doesn't necessarily refer to the political movement group, but rather the fact that black people's lives matter. Um, The second thing is that some of the ideas in today's blog have been inspired by ideas. Um, shared by some of my friends like Matt Fife and Simon Mills, who have done previous blogs and podcasts that I'm sure you've listened to. But also some things I've seen on Twitter, like my wife shared uh, some by Jared Price, who I think kind of beautifully articulated the heart of God in these times. And finally, when I refer to home in this article, I'm talking about a place of protection, safety and community. And as such, kind of focusing on the, on the kind of social aspect of the gospel that Jesus incarnated. But I understand that in the context of Loop 15, which we'll delve into later, uh, there's aspects to do with repentance connected to returning home. However, I'm not focusing on, on that part in today's blog. Instead of looking at how black people have been excluded from the benefits, provisions, the protections, the safeties that are found from being at home. And therefore, that's the kind of focus what we're looking at in today's blog. Now, for most people, there is very little doubt in their minds that black people matter. The vast majority of humanity is kind and caring towards our fellow man. And yet, as the Black Lives Matter movement has come to the fore again, after the tragic death of George Floyd, there's been this recurring response that keeps popping up on social media, on placards, in protests, and even more recently, in planes flying over football grounds. And it's this idea that all lives matter. And that kind of begs the question and kind of poses the thought that there clearly seems to be some kind of discomfort in some of us, maybe even offence in others, that awakens when we hear the cry or see the post that say Black Lives Matter. It's almost as if we have to remind ourselves and everyone else that my life matters too. Like if Black Lives Matter, that somehow that means that white lives don't or some other grouping doesn't. It's kind of like when someone else is praised or they're told they're important, it can stir something in us that wants to shout out or remind the person given that particular accolade that I, I'm important too but the challenge and the difficulty perhaps is that to respond in that way is to miss the point of the statement that black lives matter this isn't a statement that is there to devalue others it's about applying correct value to people who may not have always had it and one of my uh, friends Sai, uh, articulated this well when he said all lives do matter of course no one is questioning that my life matters My wife's life matters. My kids' lives matter. But they are not the ones endangered or systematically disadvantaged. So I need to not be bleating about that at this time. They're not coming for me. They're not coming for my wife or my kids. They're coming for black lives. And they've been coming for them for hundreds of years. Now is the time that we speak up. What I feel beautifully articulated in that is that all lives do matter. Of course all lives matter. There is no implication that they don't but right now and let's be honest for too long black lives have been under threat and therefore the declaration that black lives matter is simply a recalibration in for our cultures and our systems to apply appropriate value where it's been lacking it's not to remove value from other people it's to apply appropriate value to those who have not received it up until now Now sound as all our arguments may appear they don't mean anything if they don't fit into the way that's shown to us about Jesus and this blog after all and this podcast after all is about how Jesus reveals the heart of God because he's our example he shows us what God is like and how God will behave towards people including those with black skin. So what does Jesus do? Well my wife shared a tweet um, the other day by Jared Price and for me it kind of summarizes exactly what Jesus would do in this moment and he points us to Luke 15 where it talks about um the parable of the lost sheep and he brings up the fact that there was a hundred sheep and one of those sheep goes missing and Jesus leaves the 99 and goes after the one and he almost looks at perhaps what the 99 might be thinking saying but what about us don't we matter too and of course the 99 still matter but they're not the ones in danger at that point in time the one is and therefore he links that idea to the fact that black lives are the ones in danger at the moment they're the one and therefore that's where Jesus goes after and encourages us to do the same and I just like that idea because Jesus goes after the one like I said because the one's in danger it doesn't devalue the 99 nor does it turn the 99 to some kind of nameless faceless mass it just demonstrates that Jesus' heart And as such, the heart of God is to find all who are away from home. Search for those who are not in the place of safety, provision and community and bring them back to the flock. That at this moment in time we have our attention drawn, rightly so, to the fact that black lives matter. They're the ones in danger. Is it only them in danger? Of course it's not. Does that mean we don't engage with their danger? Equally no. To use the Luke 15 example there is more than likely to be one sheep away from the flock right now in our world but Jesus is demonstrating even if it were only one then it still matters enough to go after that one. He is showing us that God doesn't just see a massive sheep but a flock made up of individuals who all matter. The challenge for us is we can we catch that heart of God for the all even when even when it's expressed towards someone else who is not us or perhaps someone else who we don't think it should be expressed towards and that's the challenge that's the challenge we face today and we can pick up a bit more of this challenge when we delve further into Luke 15. Now the context of Luke 15 is Jesus with the tax collectors and the sinners something that the Pharisees and the scribes are not okay with and are complaining about and they they say this or it says this in Luke 15 verse 1 then all the tax collectors and the sinners drew near to him to hear him and the Pharisees and the scribes complained saying this man i.e. Jesus receives sinners and eats with them so he spoke this parable to them saying so the parable Jesus is about to talk to them about in Luke 15 is in response to them being unhappy or the Pharisees and the scribes being unhappy about who he is associating with and who he is spending his time with i.e. who he's bringing home and therefore there's a few interesting things that this kind of tells us that the Pharisees described didn't like Jesus including those who they thought should not be included they thought shouldn't be at the table eating with him and they thought shouldn't have the same access and benefits that they probably thought they should be the only ones that experienced the second thing is that they used this as a criticism of Jesus for associating with the wrong people or giving his time to the wrong things in their eyes the parable Jesus wanted to share, i.e. the lost sheep, the lost coin, the lost sons, included the message about the lost and included being brought back home, i.e. brought back to a place of safety, provision and community. And the last thing it kind of brings to our attention is that Jesus was showing the value he placed on all people by showing it, and here's the key, in how he expressed it to one. Expressing it to the one doesn't devalue everybody else. It actually heightens the value of everybody else because he says, I'll go after the one because they matter to me in the same way every other one of the 99 matter to and as jesus kind of unpacks and talks through these parables and i would encourage you to kind of read through them yourselves we haven't got time to read them all now um but as jesus gives these parables about being away from home i.e., away from the place of protection provision and community there's never an implication that jesus is saying the 99 sheep the nine coins or the eldest brother or the elder son are excluded or that they don't matter the emphasis of the power is that jesus and all of heaven are overjoyed that all are found because the one he searches for is brought back to home and so is now part of the flock so therefore all get to experience the safety protection and community this is about jesus articulating with words the heart of god and for me it's such a beautiful moment in a series where we're looking at how god is seen in the life of jesus and how jesus shows what the father is like this moment is jesus telling us what the father's like what god is like in this account he's saying this is how god would behave and what is he saying that god is like a shepherd a housewife i.e the woman looking for the coin and a father that wants all home so when one of those and it could be any of them and for us right now there's a focus on the lives of black people and how they're away from home away from safety protection provision and i believe that jesus will be going after the one i.e., the black lives who are away from home because of their skin color away from community provision safety protection because they look different jesus will be searching for them jesus will be carrying them home and jesus will be celebrating that they're there now with everybody else enjoying the same benefits the same privileges the same safety and communities everyone else enjoys now what's interesting as we kind of delve further into Luke 15 we see that Jesus continues the parable um, and this time he touches on an example of a father with two sons as another kind of way of looking at being away from home now in this example the elder son has an issue with the return and the celebration and the return of the younger son i.e his brother and for me what's fascinating in this parable um, is the way that jesus articulates the behavior of the father now remember this is jesus talking about how god would behave towards people how god would interact with people and we see in this situation that the father goes to the elder brother and starts to plead with him and it says this in verse 28 but he was angry the elder brother, and would not go in, therefore his father came out and pleaded with him. The elder brother then goes on to kind of talk about and explain why all this situation is not fair and Then we pick up the response from the father, and it says this, and he said to him, "Son, you are always with me, and all that I have is yours. It was right that we should make merry and be glad for your brother was dead and is alive again, was lost, and is found now the startling and shocking thing about God as articulated and shown by jesus in this situation is that he doesn't just want those in danger home he doesn't just want those who maybe recognize the fact they're lost or away from home away from the provision and the privileges and the things that are associated with that he also wants those who find it hard with the attention being on the other and in this case currently those with black skin that god is pleading to those who might even resist being part of the rescue of the other that he is going to those who maybe aren't too pleased with the other being home so what's his way to engage and kind of bring those who are maybe opposed to the rescue mission or opposed to the other coming back home how does he engage the older brother? How does he go about turning the hearts of those who feel the need to declare that all lives matter in the face of the lostness experienced by black people? What does Jesus show us that, that God does? Well, God comes to that one and pleads with him. You see, Jesus being Emmanuel, being God with us, didn't just mean that he came to be with the poor, the disadvantaged and the excluded it also meant he came to be with the rich the powerful and the included however where the latter group maybe fell into the category of the pharisees and the sadducees i.e. The elder brother where they excluded and complained about the ones jesus went after he comes to them to change their hearts so that they're not resenting the search and rescue for those who are lost but instead helping them the elder brother to become the shepherd the housewife the father who pursues the one until they are found Now, can you imagine how beautiful that would be? And that's because the heart of God has been and will always be reconciliation. To break down the walls of opposition division and to make the two one. That God is really after a world that looks a little bit like this in Isaiah 11. The wolf will live with the lamb. The leopard will lie down with the goat. The calf and the lion and the yearling together and a little child will lead them the cow will feed with the bear their young will lie down together and the lion will eat straw with the ox the infant will play near the cobra's den and the young will put his hand into the viper's nest they will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the lord as the waters cover the sea it is interesting it talks about the earth being filled with the knowledge of the lord i.e., the awareness of what jesus is like because the awareness of what jesus is like helps us to understand what god is like and when we see that when we see that jesus would say and god would say black lives matter when we see that jesus and god would go after the one who's in danger the one who's lost the one who needs rescuing to bring them back and reconcile them with those in the flock and reconcile the flock with them and whatever it needed to happen we realize that the world we're after isn't as far away as we think And the moments that we're facing right now are moments we can, in a strange kind of way, be excited about because it's opportunity to see that message of reconciliation, to see the message that Jesus incarnated work in these situations and in these moments. So my prayer for us all as we close is that we would just allow the Father to come to us. We would allow him to soften our hearts. We would allow him to fill us with love. We would allow him to work on us to have a heart of grace and compassion and love for the other whoever that other may be maybe it is those with black skin right now maybe it's not maybe it's a different group but that he would soften our hearts to allow us to reach out and reconcile with the other that we would see the world restored as jesus saw it all that time ago in jesus name amen thank you very much for giving the time today to listen to this podcast if you've enjoyed it please do check out the rest of our podcasts and why not bless somebody by sharing it with them. Um, We really believe it's a powerful message for people to be engaging with at this time. Um, So thank you and have a wonderful rest of your day. God bless. Bye-bye.